Herald of Steel beckons. War on the horizon. Chaos reigns supreme. But who will save us? Beckons of the Herald of Steel is a 5th edition homebrew campaign. It is a high fantasy and old school flavored campaign run by me, the young Rognard, and my friends. Let's meet those friends now. I am Anthony Santiago, and I'm playing Norhill Hammerstone, Dwarven Fighter. I'm Jared, and I'll be playing Jarzak, the Orc Warlock. I'm Ryan, and I'm going to be playing Klika, the Goblin Sorcerer. I'm Veronica. I'll be playing Anton, the Human Cleric. While many prophecies are written, our story has yet to be completed. Follow us into adventure. Jarzak likes to drink Klinka made. Welcome back to the podcast. It is I, Grognar the Young, the Young Grognar, kicking each other live with an episode of the Beckons of the Herald of Steel campaign. Whew, I almost missed on that one. I almost tripped over my own lips on that one. With the campaign, the Beckons of the Herald of Steel, the adventure, the Herald, oh, and the quest, yeah. the past. You know, I got there. We're all here. It's all good. Last episode of the podcast, our party in the city of Gallad Bay had an unfortunate run-in with a gang of ogres who apparently were not happy with how Jarzak treated them uh, in previous episodes. But the party uh, managed to succinctly smack our savage... Uh, I, I don't have another S to throw on that one. Uh, ogres got spanked. Uh, we'll say that much. The party kicked their butts uh, after suffering their own wounds. But uh, at the end of it, the people at the tavern seemed to help clean up a lot of the bodies, which most are unconscious and now behind the building. Who knows what's happening there? Uh, some packages were touched and items were taken. Um, but the party were led downstairs into the basement of the tavern with the innkeeper telling them that uh, she did not want to have a gang war on her turf, essentially. Um, so the party now within the basement of the tavern, um, are being stowed away in something of like a secondary hidden basement amongst all the different kegs of ale and all the different food stores, the buttery and whatnot. Um, so we begin with the innkeeper, uh, basically scolding you guys for having such a brutal display, but she thanks you for having taken care of them nonetheless, and is very grateful for the fact that Anton led them outside saying that it's not easy to replace windows, but it's a lot easier to replace that than an entire floor. We did need to make sure we had somewhere to sleep. Didn't expect it to be a basement, but that is better than the hard earth sometimes. But I'm glad to be of some small service. I, the only note I make, I, I understand you don't want this turf war, but we didn't see anyone else standing up to defend your establishment. Remember that she Us puts her hands on her hips. I guess we don't understand the politics around this town. Yeah, with that, she puts her hands on her hips and she says, you sure don't. And if you knew what you had just done, you would understand how dangerous a line you just walked. If they thought that we had anything to do with this, they would send over another team, probably double or triple the size and probably level the entire building. I'm hoping that these ones were dumb enough that they wouldn't have any sort of a uh, way of being followed back or anybody would have sent for help. Uh, I don't want to admit what my associates are doing right now to the ones that you saved, but uh, 
we appreciate the sentiment. And she looks over at Klika and nods a couple times with an excited look on her face. Klika gives um, a thumbs up. She says, she says, so if you're not here for a gang war and you're not here to stoke fights with the ogres, uh, why were they here looking for you, it would seem? You know, that's that's a great question. I really wish we would know the answer to that. Last time I tried to talk to one, they just ignored me. Kind of rude. It's like, well, I mean, a lot of them are very stupid and uh, from the West, from the mountains, and most of them really only speak giant. So they kind of keep to their own kind. Perhaps one of them just didn't understand what you were saying. No, that doesn't seem right. I... He shrugs and says, "Okay, I suppose he would know." Well, whatever we did, well, whatever we did, we're not here to make new enemies. Uh, we came to make allies, in fact. So, you can feel free to let them know that their problem is with us, presumably. I mean, if says, if you want, you could. We can just turn ourselves into the guard. If it helps. And she says, I don't think the guards are willing to do much about any of our situation or this plight here. There is a vying for power amongst the three groups here. The guild, the giants, and the lord himself. Unfortunately, it seems like the lord is kind of losing his grip here, and the giants are being pushed in. My intel have told me that there is someone out there was calling shots from the snowy waste and the mountains. We have no idea where or who, but it's definitely certain that there's somebody telling these ogres what to do. And there's all of a sudden a knock at the door at the top of the stairs, and she rushes up, uses a little spy like slot thingy on the on the reinforced door, and with that she lets somebody in. You hear some voices at the top of the stairs, and a few satchels are brought down to you guys. And she lowers them to the floor gently for you guys. And she says, well, uh, I feel like it's only fair that I take some off the top of whatever it is that we've gained here. Um, but the rest is yours. And as it she dumps the contents on the floor, you guys can see um, like a couple handfuls of gemstones come rolling out on the floor, as well as a few stacks of gold pieces. Um, it's definitely uh quite a pile of wealth probably not more than a thousand gold pieces but with 20 individual gems each one of them looking like it's worth maybe about 20 25 gold pieces this pile of gems is about 500 and the 200 or so gold pieces spilled out leads you to believe these ogres must have had made a stop somewhere else along the way but in any case a couple of scrolls that are very large rolled up for ogre viewing size um pile out of the uh, bags as well one of them has a very hastily scribbled map of what you can assume to be this area like the actual city streets and there's a couple of x marks on a couple local businesses and as soon as um engrid the uh, uh innkeeper looks it over she mentions that these must be places that they've been extorting or hitting for money on the way um and that you guys may have been like one stop on their trip um, and the fact that you managed to stop these ogres probably saved a couple businesses from being robbed. Um, the other scroll, however, her eyes nearly fall out of her head when she picks it up. And she says that um, 
I don't know what it says. She, her, as her eyes kind of pop out of her head, she says, this is like the solution to our problems. She's like, I can't believe that they'd be so stupid. And as she says it, she kind of looks up at the ceiling for a moment. She says, I can thoroughly believe ogres would be so stupid as to have a hand-drawn map back to where they come from. She says, I don't really know fully where this location is, but as she turns the scroll back to you guys, there's a very crude third grader looking depiction of mountains and plains and a very large X that marks the spot on one of the mountains. There's a depiction of like almost like a capital M and the X seems to be in between like the two points there. And yeah, in giant, there is a couple of words scribbled above the X. Mm. Um, but yeah. Well, what do they say? Unfortunately, nobody asked. No, I'm just kidding. So that she burns it. Um, nobody speaks giant. I, I it see says, it. it says above it, Tragalaka. And the, uh, it would appear to be a name. Um, as she kind of looks it over and reads it back to you, she says, I've heard this name before, but I'm kind of surprised this seems like the name of either a location or a person, but from what I've heard, it sounds like this might be, well, this might be one of the people pulling the strings in this whole operation. She says, as you may have noticed, ogres are far too stupid to pull anything like this off on their own, let alone be able to draw a map or identify locations on that map. This may be where they're all coming from. She says, I, I don't really know what to do with this information. She says, I can't really risk leading members of the guild out to go take care of this sort of a situation, but at least now we have an idea. I can't exactly go to the Lord about this because, well, I don't know. That seems a little uncouth. We're supposed to meet with the Lord, so maybe we could? And she kind of has this look all over her brain and as it does you can see her eyes get a little bit more sly and slitty as she looks at every one of you guys in, in turn and says you know this may actually benefit all of us perhaps yeah why exactly are you seeing the lord tomorrow as she rolls up the scroll and tucks it under her arm uh, just trying to save the world she starts now, to Sheila giggle to herself. Some questions of this region, seek alliances, that sort of thing. You want to roll that deception check for me there, Norhill? Absolutely. <laughs> 13. 15? 13. Oh, okay. Yeah, she she does that thing where somebody kind of puts like their tongue in their cheek or to like the roof of their mouth, and she's like, uh-huh. Right. Alliances. You wouldn't happen to be stupid enough to be looking for what everyone comes here looking for, would you? Click no. Us? Well, that, what? Well, that, Click starts shaking her head no after nodding. Yeah, we've, we've, we've heard never this. met anybody coming here seeking anything specific. We've, we've heard the stories. It, it, that, does, that sounds a little too dangerous for us. She says... You don't have to try to lie to me. She says, I'm not too afraid of what's going to happen. 
we're pretty well protected here and we've got enough people in our gang to be able to handle this. But you all seem like very good people. And Norhill, from what I've heard of you and your people, I would implore you to reconsider. The Lord may know the way, and if not he, he may tell you to go somewhere else where they may know the way. But the cost is just too high for failure. Whatever it is that you're hoping to do out there or trying to find, it's not worth it. Wait, do you know the way? No, I don't. She says, there's no amount of wealth that would ever drive me to that. And even knowing about it is way too much of a hazard in its own right. How much does the Lord care for this city? How much? No, the Lord. I mean, this is his home. I mean, he had to kill the last guy to take over, so. If we mention us going to far places to seek knowledge that could possibly threaten the town, would he forcibly prevent us from our travels? Does he have that type of personality? Wait, did you just say he killed the last guy? Is that all you have to do here to be in charge? I mean, essentially. But I warn you that... Jarzak, that makes perfect sense. Jarzak makes, like, direct eye contact with, like, everyone in the group, just like, guys... Jarzak, you barely says, know how to run your kingdom. What? No, I got. I have other people for that. Jarzak, okay, you do you it? know anyone here you're going to put in charge? Yeah. Uh, okay. Th- this person yes. just points at the bartender. <laughs> uh, well, uh, good mess. I, I, I understand. And I take your warning to heart for certain, but the enemy we face is an extreme one, and we require extreme solutions in order to win this war. Hmm. As as Norhill says this, Klika, you feel like a weird creeping on the back of your scalp as if, like, the essence of your own being feels slightly siphoned on. And just standing here, you feel like the room kind of, like, get kind of vertigo-y, kind of, like, shifty for, like, a half a second. You feel like the room kind of, like, sort of tilt back a little bit and then go back to kilter, as if perhaps there was a small, tiny earthquake. Can Clico make an arcana check to see if someone just spied on Klika's brain or whatever. You imagine it's the ogres. Um, yeah. Eighteen. You feel like your magic, your innate magic, may have just been tapped into, as if like your powers as a caster were just like borrowed. Oh. Hmm. <laughs> Clico so, looks that... around, just like, mm. please, sir, can I That's not good. Could you spare a cup of energy? <laughs> Could you spare one Vancian spell slot? Um, <laughs> <with> the... <laughs> we use mana points here. Um, but with that, she answers Norhill and says, 
whatever great evil you could be encountering, I want you to understand that even if half of the rumors, a quarter of the rumors, even one story of that being are true, you will not survive going out there to see it. You will never make it past the, the rivers of blood. You will never make it never make it to the entrance to that place, even if you can find it. Well, this is why we've come seeking. And uh, this is why we've been looking for the those who hold esoteric knowledge. I accept that this is dangerous, but our options run thin and we have traveled very, very far. And yeah, we already in... tried talking to the gods and they didn't really care. So I guess we're going to just try a different kind of immortal. <laughs> we're going on a technicality at this point. We're going to start talking to statues next. Uh, we've got a few poetic meanings of immortality to go through as well. <laughs> um, I got a couple limericks we were going to consult. Um, but with that, she looks at you guys as if you all now just grew a second head each. And um, as she starts to consider what you guys may be talking about, she looks at all your various armor, weapons, and how you fought before. And she has a moment of recognition that you guys aren't just chumps seeking change. She kind of looks around the room and she takes on a more grim look and she says, listen, if you really need to know how to get out there, I know of one, one individual who could perhaps help you and they may know the way, but I warn you with <clears throat> ogre blood on your hands, you may not be on their good side. There is one ranger who may be able to be persuaded into helping you. His name is Swiftbolt. He's a, a half-blooded ogre. He's not very friendly, but every once in a while he stops by the tavern. He's uh, likely here because of the warm weather. So there may be a chance, but... I warn you, it's not going to be easy if he's willing to talk to you at all. Sure, if we explain ourselves, he'll understand. Yeah, maybe those uh, ogres we didn't kill will vouch for us. Tika <laughs> says, smiling, looking directly in Endred's eyes. Right. <laughs> those ones. <laughs> So anyway, she looks down at the floor, sees all the coins and the gemstones and whatnot, and she says, I'll go upstairs and I'll get some bedrolls. It's not exactly a palace, but I think it'll be safer for you to be that uh, down here, just in case anybody comes back. We've slept in worse. Have you taken your share already? And she um, holds out a hand from her pocket and says, I may have been the first to grab a gemstone off the top and holds out a gemstone that's worth at least five times as much as any of the other ones in the pile, and quickly stuffs it back into her pocket. That's understandable. So you said it was okay. like 200 gold pieces? Yeah, 200 gold and uh, 20 
gemstones, each worth 25. So about 500 gold in total for the sack of gems. Yeah, so she just has some windows and tables to repair. Yeah, that's kind of mm-hmm. half of her. Yes, that's so. her alibi. But, you know, you could go up no, there and do that for free. Coins, but who wants to carry the gems? I'll carry them. Just to make sure how much were the gems? They were how much each? 25 each. 500 gold pieces for the 20 of them. like somebody went and cleared out an entire like jeweler's rack of raw gemstones They're not oh my crystals <laughs> so with that she goes upstairs and closes the door behind her and you can hear the latching and locking of a few different bolts up top um, and you guys are all alone by yourselves down here now with the bed rolls and the uh, soft light of lanterns Anton just gets ready for bed and he just notes, we, we are still planning to meet with the Lord. And this may be a similar structure to what Jarzak went through with his brother. Maybe we don't mention knowledge. Not to him. Wait, what are we mentioning? No, I don't. I don't think we should. If we want to find more men, if this is someone who cares about their town and they'll do anything to protect it, meaning killing anyone who gets in the way, I think we want to try to avoid as much opposition to our plan as possible. Well, what goal would we achieve in talking to the Lord without mentioning the Lich? There may be other things we can learn. Unless we're willing to we knee deep into local politics. I'm not sure what else we would talk about. Unless we're looking to like expand the kingdom of the orcs. But that doesn't involve much talking. No. Was... Then do we want I, I, to... I feel for these people and their struggles, I really do. But I'm not sure that it's our place to get too involved. Besides, if if the Lich decides to take it out of the town, that means we failed. So the world's going to end anyway. Maybe getting eaten by undead is better than whatever, you know, the Herald of Steel is planning anyway. Oh, of course. I'm just saying, do we we even want to bother talking to Lord about the Lich at this point? I know there's also the wizard, and now we even know a ranger. We I mean, could... At the very least, we should be making ourselves known uh, to these people and prevent any further incidents like what occurred this evening. Yeah, we could try maybe trading the map for knowledge about the Lich. But if we don't want to meet with him at all, I understand that too. Well, we did already so make plans would... to go see him. Yeah, but well, fuck it. Blow them off. <laughs> That's what the cool kids do. Perfect. Why, why wouldn't we just use all our sources, really pinpoint where this lich is? We can. I just want to avoid getting in any other fights, within, especially if there's all these different territory wars going on. 
We don't know how this Lord feels about everything else. We clearly we're getting help from the guild. Clearly we don't have much help from the giants. It doesn't seem like the Lord is as involved as we thought. I didn't see those guards have any influence on this whatsoever. Well, all we have to do is be extra careful, right? So as not to cause any further fights. And we can use the fact that we're ignorant of this place and its struggles to explain away whatever problems we've already caused. We'll see. I mean, we could just not mention the problems we've caused. Well, hopefully word hasn't got back to him yet. Yeah, I mean, we don't really stand out yeah, that much like, in a crowd, so even if they did see us causing trouble, how would they know it was this set of goblin, dwarf, human, cleric, and orc? Yeah, yeah it could have been those other guys. I, I, I'm not saying that we need to publicize the issue. I'm just saying if he, if he doesn't already know, perhaps we, we're not under any obligation to tell him. But if he does already know, I don't think we should try to lie. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I could try that. You mean, like, tell the truth? No. Do you want to practice, Jarzak? I mean, let yeah. him have the assumptions that he already has. Uh, neither deny nor give any more information than we need and focus on the quest that we have. Yeah, I I guess that makes sense. Uh, Yeah, Anton gives a nod and looks at Orhill and he says, I'm going to leave this into your expertise. With that, he rolls over to sleep. Clica is just going to start cleaning the sub basement. Clica, how really do, tidy how, it up. How do we do the truth thing? Well, Jarzak, just think about your feelings on something and then say what your feelings are. Let's try that. I almost killed a giant and it got away. <laughs> and how did that make you feel? Angry. Okay. <laughs> I should have flew after it. Now, if anyone asks in the future, did you kill that giant? I wish. Okay, see? There it is. We did it. Yeah? Nice. This is the real character development that the audience wants to see. (laughs) Darzak telling the truth. This is the subplot we've all been waiting for. Liar, liar, but Jarzak is Jim Carrey. Just the entire <laughs> movie, but just Jim Carrey. I mean, uh, Jarzak instead, just with the metal gauntlet and everything, just looking pale as death, sunken bug eyes. <laughs> He's like, Thanks for the lesson, Clica. That was really easy. <laughs> and I get a point back on my gauntlet for telling a lie to a friend. <laughs> is that true? It's, not... it's gotta be. <laughs> yeah, right. Can't you see I'm kicking my own ass? Um, <laughs> you know, that's a movie we really need. Um, okay. And so with that, uh, Anton goes to sleep. Klika cleans. Jarzak is still a lying bastard, but he's learning. And then Norhill goes to bed. And as the party sleeps through the evening, nothing seems to happen to cause any sort of alarm. 
Um, and as morning comes, uh, you guys are awakened to the uh, smell of breakfast upstairs. The smell of bacon, eggs, toast, cheeses, and whatnot seems to permeate the air and the door. And as the uh, party are unlocked from the basement dungeon here, uh, come upstairs and see that the windows have already been boarded up. And people seem to give you a bit of a nod as you come upstairs looking for something to eat. Norhill offers friendly nods to people in return. Okay. So um, at this point, the party are free to head, uh, I guess, in one of a few different directions. Uh, they could either stay here, ask around looking for Swift Bolt. Um, they could go meet with Yuli outside of the city, or they could meet with the Lord. And if you say split the party, I'm yeah. ending the podcast. That, I mean, because I mean, that's only three could... activities and there's four of us. So, like, we could get all of those done and one other thing. I'm going to send ogres after each I, and every I mean, one of I was going to say, one I... of us can go try and solo the <laughs> ogre stronghold. That's Klika. Klika <laughs> <laughs> just walks off into the waste holding the map. <laughs> uh, like, oh, yeah. no, this is great. If we Warhill is going to suggest that we meet with the Lord, if for no other reason than to make sure that we've talked to all of the major factions in this town, and that when we have to flee to go talk to the wizard, uh, we know that at least we tried. <laughs> Very good. Did anybody want to go anywhere else instead? I'm just curious. Do I even see? Um, Swift Bolt, like any anyone who fits that description in, in right now. No, nope. No. Hey, he's just standing there with an exclamation point above his head. Well, we're yeah. here. I'll ask around at the tavern if anyone knows where Swift Bolt is. Okay. Uh, can you roll me a con- uh, charisma check? Just straight charisma. Yeah. Uh, sure. Of course. Yeah, great. Uh, Nine. Okay. So as you ask around all the different locals and whatnot, people seem kind of confused by hearing the name. And then the people who do know who it is, the uh, one of them in particular says that you have a better chance of catching a mouse between your toes than you do of ever taking even a sight of Swift Bolt. And somebody else mentions that he only comes here in the dead of night to pick up supplies and goes and camps outside the city. So you don't pick up much information beyond that. Okay. What's the party to do now? I'm good to see the Lord. Yeah, let's go talk to the Lord. Yeah. Okay. Is anybody gonna stay, is anybody gonna stay back instead? No, I think we're all gonna go there because you fit yeah. you're starting to end the podcast, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, hey, if you guys want to split it up, go ahead, but I don't want everybody going in a fucking completely different direction. 
But how the heck am I supposed to wrap up 20 minutes of a show doing four different directions? Start a timer, five minutes each. Go ahead and go in a different it, direction. It, Let's it see how be, good It would we be do. three, because Klika has to babysit Jarzak, so. <laughs> Very good. Okay. So, um, did we want to go to the Lord? I'm not going to tell people they can't go other directions. No, I think that's what we're doing. Yeah. Yeah, I'm fine with it. The logic so sound. That the uh, party march up the hill uh, in the direction of the uh, manor, the uh, largest estate here, which is something more of like a longhouse with a couple of towers on each of the four corners of the wall around it. Um, but once you come up to the main gate and see a few of the spearmen outside here uh, protecting the doors, um, the guards up front ask what your business is at Lord Emthar's manor. Oh, we... We had a meeting scheduled to talk to him. It's very important. And so one of the unarmed guards comes back after being summoned to go away and double check this. After about 10 minutes or so, comes back and nods, seeing your description is definitely not one that could be mistaken for anybody else's. Um, They wrote down small green thing, angry guy, smelly (laughs) doughboy, and half-dead zombie boy. Um... It's like, yep, that that's uh that's I'm, them. I'm just glad Kleeka's penny smell doesn't register. <laughs> Not over the dough. Yeah. <laughs> that's the real reason that the fates brought Ant into Kleeka's party. Yeah. In the in quotations under the description, foreigners. <laughs> um but with that, the uh, guard leads you in with a small procession of guards behind and tow, each one armed with spear. And shield, and they walk you up the long procession up to the longhouse, walk you through the front door. Uh, and these massive doors look like they, at one point in time, could probably have belonged to a giant. Um, each door arcing up about 20 or so feet. But once you enter the main corridor here of the longhouse, it is just like one long, long, long hallway that arcs back to a single throne seated upon a raised dais. Um, and seated there is an individual about 200 feet away. And as the speaker approaches and gets within 100 feet, it uh, the uh, speaker hurl, uh, sorry, yells out, the guests have arrived in the Lord Amthar, the fierce, the slayer of dragon and demon, the slayer of giant and kin, the slayer of the predecessor, the slayer of all, Amthar the fierce. And with that, he shouts out, bring them to me. It's actually just Kermit doing a voice. <laughs> I was going to say, um, why does he sound like a Muppet? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> he's got like that like silhouette. Like he's like, you know, doing an interview on like a, yeah. one of those like Spike TV shows about gang violence. <laughs> he's like, yeah, we used to do this thing. Um, but yeah, he's on witness protection. They found the one place nobody would look for him. Lord Amthar himself. Uh, but are. yeah. So he calls for you to come forward. Um, and as the uh, party proceed forward towards him, they can tell a few things. One, he is decked out in what could only be described as the same kind of gear the party is decked out in. Just eclectic strange things that seems like he just picked the highest bonus items and the magical effects he prefers most of all. Because nothing of his gear appears to fit together in any meaningful sense. (laughs) But you can tell even just by looking at him that he seems to be an imposing force of strength and uh, magical itemitude. Um, But as you approach, 
his lackadaisical seat at the throne, he sort of like shifts his weight and stands up. And ex- I guess he kind of stands there expecting you to do something. And he says, name yourselves to me. Uh, Jarzak bows and names himself. Jarzak, Lord of Gorgareth. Norhill of Clan Hammerstone, Lord of the Halls of Silver and Steel. Go ahead, Ronnie. In town of Glory Week. That's not all. That's all he's going to say. <laughs> Hi, I'm Kleeka. With that, he just looks uh, confused as every individual who's ever heard the Hi, I'm Kleeka has felt. Um, <laughs> but with that, he sits again. And he says, what has brought you to my my illustrious hall? We're uh, looking for information. He says, does it not seem a little bit strange that lords and very powerful figures would come to my land seeking information, come here unannounced, not even asking permissions. I warn you, Jarzak, Lord of the Orcs, of Gorgareth, we have not always been on pleasant terms, and you stepping foot in here is either an incredibly stupid move or a move that deserves my applause. I I have not decided which that is. I just became the Lord. Uh, So whatever problems you had previously... That was that was the guy I killed. Um, he says, "My people have suffered at the hands of many orcs marauding and robbing our fishing vessels and traveling to our lands to kill our people. I don't think I can so easily forget about it simply because you are new and in charge. I believe in actions, not words." Well, I'll have to work on us not doing that to your fishing vessels. Consider our presence, perhaps, the bold overtures to a dialogue that the God's willing will last for many generations to come. He bits upon the floor and looks back at you and he says, To hell in the abyss with your gods. I worship no gods. I only worship one thing. True, hardened steel. And he thumps his spear on the ground. Do you? Do can you Orhel know that? A, can Orhel make an insight an insight check on that? Is he trying to tell us something? Jarzak's just going to ask him. Do you know the Herald of Steel? Oh my gosh! Could you imagine if he's like, "I worship only the Herald of Steel," and you guys are like, "Ah, <laughs> oh, fuck! It's Worm Tongue." Shit. I mean, yeah. yeah. So Norhill's like you know suspicious. Like, am I am I is, is he putting something down for me to pick up, pick up? And Jarzak's like, the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> he says gods can only do so much. Healing is only as important as a wounded man, and to be wounded in combat is both an honor and a failure. To survive the wound is honorable, and to need to be healed yet again by a holy man is failure. I worship no gods, for I am not a quitter, and I am not a failure. I am strong because of my success and my honorable behaviors. 
Um, yeah. Well, to be fair, the Immortals really don't care what we do anyway. So you're pretty good either way, honestly. Uh, by no means did I intend to question your strength. And he and he doesn't say. He kind of shakes his head. And he says, "I would not think you to be so bold as to do that in my own chambers." Well, if you don't know who the Herald of Steel is, he's uh, an immortal being who's been kind of trying to take over the world, and we're. Looking to find someone who can help us fight versus him. He says, you have come to me seeking an allegiance, perhaps to send soldiers to your far-off land to fight an enemy you are not strong enough to conquer yourself? He, he spits on the floor again. I Anything not... that's not another immortal will perish in his presence. And I would not deny he... such aid word offered. However, legends out of your land lead us to believe that uh, perhaps audiences with others are needed. With that, his eyes form slits, and he looks to you with a very, very inquisitive look and leans forward in his throne, gripping the the uh, the armrests on the uh, chair in a way that sort of looks like the wood itself is being creaked to the point of breaking. And as he leans forward, he says, what do you speak of? Who is this you wish to also speak to, if not just myself? We came to have an audience with the Lich and wanted to know if you knew where he was or how to find him. His eyes, like, burst open and he sits back, floored by your honesty and by your, your, your suggestion here. And with that, he says, At first, I was curious if I should applaud you in your bold statements. But now, Jarzak, soon to be last king of the orcs. I realize you are a fool for suggesting a thing. Perhaps I will take pity on the orcs when my people conquer them after you are killed and defeated. That's not a great idea. There's going to be a dragon coming for them, so you don't want that on you. Yeah, technically twice, on, so just keep that in mind. You have two meetings if you take over. Many a brave hero was named Foolish the day they set out on their quest. And with that, again, he, he tilts his head a little bit and starts to rub at his beard. And with that, he says, You speak as someone who has seen many battles. And you speak like someone who has seen much of the world. But as a dwarf, I find it hard to believe you've done much more than leave your rocky home behind. Tell me, Norhill, Lord of the Halls, is it truly your intention to save the world? I would save as much of it as I can. And so you come to me to meet a prime destroyer of all things living? I find this a silly suggestion. Perhaps you know something I don't. Or perhaps I know something you don't. Strange times call for strange bedfellows. I have made alliances with many uh, who I would have found unexpected only a few years ago, some of whom my people have hated for generations. Literally looks to your left at Jarzak. 
<laughs> and I believe we've become stronger for it. And with that, um, Lord Amthar kind of sits back a little bit and he lifts his chin up and just lets out one single, ha! And he says, stronger because of it. Foolish dwarf, you do not understand. Give it a decade. Even if you overthrow the shackles of this herald of steel, your peace will not last. Your alliances will crumble and you will realize that greed will rule the day. People must stay with those who truly understand them. Orcs do not understand dwarves. Giants do not understand men. And for that, I tell you, I pity you if you think you have a future after your success and victory. I wish you glory and victory, but I mourn the losses you will suffer. We don't fight for peace. We give in to the tragedy that is this current reality. There's no future. We fight, we fight to for survive. peace. We win it. We lose it. And then we fight for peace again. If we stop, then it's all over. And he says, and, and I peace think. Peace won't last, but it's something that needs to be fought for. And he says, this is where you and the people of Amroth differ from me and my strong brethren and forefathers from Fearmoor. This is the difference between us. You fight for peace. We fight for glory. I will forever hunger for the next great conquest. You will grow fat, slow, and old in your feelings of comfort and peace, only to have your head lopped off by the next one looking to take your comforts. Again, I warn you, you may find glory and success, but you will lose it as soon as you become complacent and comfortable with your allies. So if it is my assistance you need, information you seek, then speak it. What do you wish to know? Clearly you know much to come to my domain and ask such questions. How do we find the icon of despair? How do we tell the lich that we wish to speak? You would smell the stench of a thousand of my ancestors. You would smell the despair clung to the air. The channel of blood itself filled with the coagulated mass of molten flesh. How would you find it? Go seek it. Such pure evil is not hard to find. Unfortunately, the entrance is guarded and hidden, but it's not hard to find the domain of the damned. Perhaps it is the case I know some legends of where the entrance may be, and yea, I may provide it to you. But you must understand, too, that for every adventurer who goes out there and tempts the wrath of that lich, Unthrendiel, and he spits on the ground again, there are reverberations. My domain is weakened already by the turmoil of people vying for my seat of power, and he thumps his spear again on the ground. They may not have it, but the true victims are the people who look to me for strength. Yea, the guild, those people who wish to undermine me, make money under my nose, they may do so. But unfortunately, the only victims are the people that they live next door to. Those giants that call this place their home, he spits on the ground again. At one point in time, I could have called those giants citizens, but now they are scum. 
They are leeches. They are lampreys suckling at the underbelly of my success. I would have them all quartered, murdered, skinned. But I am not a king of wrath. I am one of action. And I suppose if I am to help you in any way, I would request you help me. Well, for your information on the tales you've heard, we have some information on the giants. His, his resolve goes to surprise, and then he leans back a little bit, acting cool about it, but very clearly thrown off by what you may have. And he says, well, speak. We have a couple scrolls, one telling of their home, and the other telling of locations that they've been going to to get money. And with that, he nods and starts to stroke at his beard, and he says, do you have those documents? I assume we took them with us, yeah? I, yeah, I can feel I, in your pocket. I know okay. Anton took them, so Anton has them. Okay. Yeah. Pass them off to all, you have is, all you have and, is the hunk of metal. You're like, yeah, God Charizard. damn it. We shouldn't even have this anymore. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, Charizard will take them up to the, the Lord. Okay. I think he just T-poses and melts through the floor. Quest bugged out. And with that, he uh, he looks over the scroll and he says, in a time like this, I feel strange saying that I wish the ogres were smarter than a bucket of fish heads. This might mean more to us. Unfortunately, I myself do not know much of the location scrawled upon this paper, but I have heard this name. Not in a long time. But I know of this one. Tragaloka. She is a war maiden, a frost giant, one we have not seen in these parts in a long time. But if it is true that she resides in such a place, she may be the one pulling the strings. Uh, yeah. But if I know anything of frost giants, she will not be comfortable just reaping the rewards of her ogres coming in, taking, and leaving with it. There will be violence, there will be raids, and things will get far worse the longer she is there. I mean, well, the last giant we met was a fire giant, and he was pretty dedicated to what he was doing, too. So... If she has her eyes set on the town of Gallad Bay, then she's probably not going to really let up anytime soon. And with that, he raises an eyebrow and he says, you speak of meeting with giants? Pray tell. Well, he was in the service of... Well, we should tell you, just in case you do end up as the king of the, og of the orcs. So... The dragon that's coming to visit you uh, had bound to its service a fire giant. And, well, he's not here anymore. But he was pretty dedicated when he was. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, we were, well, Clink was really trying not to, because it didn't seem like he wanted to die, but the ancient red dragon, really, really, it was like, he died, or he died, I guess. It was tough. So, his eyes become emblazoned with the sounds of an ancient dragon, a tale of fighting and killing a fire giant. And with this, his whole That's approach where, to um, you guys... Anton got the sword. Anton, mm-hmm. show him the sword. I don't believe this is an appropriate place to do so. You've only done it once. Come on. Clicka didn't even get to see it come out. You just came around the corner with it. No, Anton shakes his fierce. head firmly. <laughs> he points to and says, Do show me the spoils of your conquest. Jarzak pulls out the giant slayer, great axe. He says, as he kind of looks to you and all. Oh, that was from a different dragon. He, as soon as he (laughs) sees this axe, he says, Is that what I think it is? For killing giants. Yeah. He stands up and steps down from the podium to walk towards you. And it looks like he's in an absolute <laughs> trance. And once he sees the axe in your hand, this is why I asked a few weeks ago. I was like, do you still have that axe? Where was that thing? And I'm like, because this is going to come up. And so he looks at the axe in your hands and he says, is that the giant slayer? Yep, sure is. He says, the one that has felled more giants than any other weapon? Yeah. Don't worry, I'll add to the count. He says, my ancestors, they have sought this fabled weapon. And you found it amongst a dragon's horde? Yeah, different dragon than the fire dragon, though. I like thinking that Jarzak also, during that fight, had opted to not fight in order to (laughs) grab this axe. It's like he knew. Um, he's like, even if we have to escape this fight, at least I got the one bit of loot that'll have lore to it. But with that, he says, I should not ask to have it, and I wouldn't tempt myself to fight you for it. But if you are willing to bring honor to its namesake, you are a worthy wielder of such a such a weapon. Yeah, maybe it'll have to pay a visit to some ice giant we just heard about. A smile crosses his face that you did not think this man could have. Jarzak is also smiling when he says that. Clink is also smiling, but she doesn't know why. She's just happy they're <laughs> happy. She saw a ladybug. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> She's like, it smells funny. Um, but with that, he says, if there's anything I can do to help you at this point to find Trakloka, I will send you on your way, and I will assist you. I wouldn't dare send my own army, because if this was to be known by the ogres and the giants and Tragaloka herself, she may become hasty in her plans and assail us. I mean, you you also have, you know, the guild to deal with here. You have enough going on. You can't be leaving. And he says, I firmly believe... That like a like a hound with its legs stuck in a trap. They will only gnaw their own leg off in a dire strait to survive. The guild exists only as 
as as a reaction to the giants and what they've done. If we are to get rid of the giants and their behaviors, I'm sure the orcs will go back to their usual ways. And I'm certain that the guild will disperse as there will be no need for their organized crime to keep them alive. If you are to do this, you may consider me an ally of both of your, sorry, both of your homelands. And I promise you an allegiance. Galad Bay is not a large land and it's not a city of great renown, but our people are proud and our warriors are strong. If you are to do this for me, I would also call you my friend. Can I do a quick insight just to make sure he's like, <laughs> is this guy being genuine or is he just seeing the easy way out so. of his problems? <laughs> hey, go ahead. Yeah, but we still need that info on the the tales about the lich. He says, guess, if well, you are... Yeah, and for what it's worth, he seems to be very honest. His expressions here, he's not hiding anything. Once okay. you offer, once you say that, he says, I would do anything to get you to the lich if you end this problem. My people will be stronger without the pressure of the giants. And at that point, we could definitely protect ourselves from whatever undead could come our way. It will not be pleasant. But if your tales are true... And your blades are true as well. I have no reason to doubt the forces that are before me. Pray tell, what is the name of your adventuring party? So that I may recount this tale to my children. Jarzak looks so panicked and just may, it looks directly at Klika. Like, <laughs> uh, um, it, was, it was supposed to be a surprise for when the painting got finished. Uh, uh, come here and Clica motions for uh, the Lord to lean down. She can just whisper it in her his ear. <laughs> the the Clica just tells him and only him. Don't oh, tell that, them he, yet. He stands up and looks to you, raising an eyebrow, and is like, "Well, you know what that rhymes with, right?" I mean, that's okay. Well, in that case. I will tell my children the stories of your of your group once you return. So go forward. I will send for perhaps I will hire one of the greater rangers that I have. They will bring you to this location as he holds out the document and he says, we will do the best we can to get you there. I know of a half-blooded ogre one of the best trackers in the wastes. Perhaps he will do this. And I think that's where we're going to end it. I'm not sure. Hey everyone, I want to thank you all for listening to another episode of the podcast. It really means a lot to me to have everybody listening in. And if you have anything you'd like to say, any comments or anything like that, shoot me a tweet over at ygrognard on Twitter, or you can even send me an email at younggrognard at gmail.com. I look forward to everything you guys have to say, and it's always a pleasure to engage with anybody listening to the show. And as always, be sure to keep things... Dungeons. Dungeons.